your martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now... You know, baby. Fists of fail. Once upon a time in my life, I remember what it was like to not be sick. <laughs> and that's that's my intro to this episode. <laughs> oh, man. You got to turn down the energy, Will. It's, uh, it's a little too oh, much. Man, it's, it's overwhelming much. me. <laughs> oh. Oh, I, mean, I should be more excited. We're finally talking about the second Once Upon a Time in China movie, uh, which we last time we discussed one of these films, uh, I think I highly praise this film and thought of it as like this gold standard because after watching this last movie <clears throat> i think the consensus was oh it's good but it's clearly not as good as the second movie the second movie blows us out of the water and then yeah, after i remember watching- i remember mm-hmm. listening to the the episode and i was like mm, i wonder how what will's gonna think about it this time <laughs> or when we talk about it at least. well we watched this together back again, back in the days when before I had a cold in the dead of August. <laughs> um, and uh, it's not as great as I remember it to be. And oh boy, am I just waiting for a, a whole buttload of negative responses to that. But it's not horrible. It's just not as... It's not as fantastic as I remember it to be, right? You know what's you know what's funny? So, as usual, we watched this film together, mm-hmm. and what ended up happening is anytime there's lulls in the story where yeah. it's more character stuff, it's more dialogue. You and I tend to talk, we tend to joke, or we tend to just kind of recap each other on what's going on, at least uh, so far in the film, and. I think maybe we need to stop watching the more serious films together because it, it like kind of throws, you know, it, it throws off the yeah. feeling I get from a film. And I remember when watch, I was watching this with you, I, I wasn't digging it too much. I think because we just, maybe we weren't so focused because we were talking over the movie. Mm, okay, that's fair. So that's when I rewatched fair. it today, I enjoyed it a lot more actually. I I can definitely say I like this one a lot more than the first. Okay, it's from a story standpoint, right? <clears throat> story, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Even even there is one really really good fight moment I like in this movie, and I think it might be better than everything in the first one, <laughs> even though it's so short. But we can get okay. into that later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is Once Upon a Time in China 2 with uh, Jet Li reprising the role. And I maybe the reason why you think the action is better because there's more cohesion because it's not two action directors uh, fighting over the spots, right? Yun Ping is finally fully credited for this movie and it's clearly his direction throughout the whole thing. And that's what it feels like throughout the whole movie. It's like it has a consistent style. So yeah, the movie as a whole feels like you know one vision as opposed to where the first movie, mm-hmm. because because as we mentioned, it felt like two 
two movies like shoved into one it it you know there there's competing styles and competing visions mm-hmm. this one feels u- more unified as a whole film absolutely but there are some repeating story elements from this that are brought from the first movie into this one the first one being that obviously there's some <clears throat> is the west western influence storyline or western influence in general is that considered a good or bad thing for like a developing southern china right that was always like the kind of like the underlying themes behind the first movie here it's the a plot it is the it is the main struggle for our characters in this movie and we almost recycle a a very similar villain kind of uh trope not trope but uh like there is a villain in this movie He's not. He doesn't ultimately become the main villain, but he is is a one of the major villains. His main fighting ability is the ability to take as much hits as possible. Basically, be invulnerable, and uh, like it's basically almost a rehash of a, a very similar character trait from the first movie from one of the v- villains in that film. Um, yeah, but here, I, I feel like they go. Like- yeah, he was like Iron Vest. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the Sifus. He was a Sifu, ended up being for Yoon Byu. And in this movie, we have the White Lotus, I guess, cult leader. Yep. And he is impervious to all pain, not just Iron Vest, but, you know, that we find out that's not exactly the case. I mean, he gets kicked in the balls in the beginning of the movie, <laughs> and he's perfectly fine with that. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, unlike the villain of the first movie, uh, I guess we kind of upped the ante because the villain of the first movie, spoiler alert, uh, he dies by gunfire. Um, and in this movie, we rectify that immediately in our very opening sequence where like he's getting shot at and he's completely impervious to it. So I was like, oh, it's like a, an actual threat. And not to immediately go into the, the fighting right away, but just to set up uh, what's at stake here, there is actually... It feels like we're just upping the ante from the first yes. movie, right? So I can totally see that. And we have Donnie Yen in the film. So what can go wrong? You know, I, I mean, <laughs> and I don't even know if I'm being sarcastic or not. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I watched it again, and I also felt like ah, it's, still, it's still not as great as I remember to be. I think I still prefer this over this first movie. But it's naturally not as much of a toss-up as I thought it would be. I thought it would be much more like, oh, this is clearly the, fir- the second one's better. But I found this one kind of slow at times. You, don't, you mean do you slow think- in terms of like the overall story? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the story's more interesting, for sure. And doesn't feel like two movies mushed in together. As I one. mean, it definitely is not, thankfully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, there's actually the action kind of takes a little bit of backseat, especially yeah. towards the middle of the movie. Right, right. Yeah, right. we're kind of starred for action a few times, but I was more interested in the characters. I'm yeah. not sure if you have to. Uh, maybe I should take it back. I think you kind of need to see the first movie to appreciate the characters in this one a little more because you mm-hmm. have all that backstory with them. Yeah. Because when you go into the film, there's a feeling of familiarity that you don't need to reacquaint because you, you get it. Jet Li, he's the man, you know, he's a Sifu. 
uh, Afeng is his disciple, and then you have that kind of will they won't they relationship with Ant Thirteen. Yeah, it's present. It's still presented in this movie, but I think watching the first one before this will help to contextualize those characters. Well, zero. Uh, on that note, you did mm-hmm. watch this movie, and you, you know. Prior to this month, you'd never watched the first movie. So what was your thoughts on this film without the context of the first? Uh, I mean, that's hard to say because I saw the first. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, like, like now that you've seen both movies, uh, uh-huh. do you think that having watched the first movie definitely was uh, like a, a criteria in order to appreciate the second one? Maybe. Maybe. It's a little hard to tell now because uh, I mentioned in the fir- in the the first movie's episode that I owned the DVD of the second one, mm-hmm. oddly enough, without ever watching the first movie. And I remember liking the second movie. I remember not really understanding some of the politics going on. Yep. Uh, some of the translations were confusing to me. Like I mentioned, <laughs> the, the whole thing with Ant-13, I didn't understand why there was a love interest with this ant, but that's... A cultural thing and that's a just a translation of yep. the the hierarchy right, right. and yes I, I like that movie and i like the action and now going back to it with a more critical eye i can say i still like it but i have some opinions <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sure all of them are positive right because <laughs> that's yes. what we do here oh, of course of course <laughs> yeah uh yeah, on that note, uh, yeah, the movie can get a little complicated because of how much historical significance some of these things have. Obviously, some of them are conflated, right? Some of this are, isn't actually accurate to what actually happened because movie, because we have to twist some facts around. Um, but again, as a American-born Chinese, I don't know how much of this is actually true. But also as an American-born Chinese, I'm watching this and I'm like, wow, am I really that ignorant of Chinese history? Because some <laughs> of this stuff is going way over my head. Um, it's like It was on the second viewing of it where I felt like I understood it a little bit more. But some of it was a, a, a little bit more heady than the first movie. The first movie, I felt, was a little bit more straightforward. Whereas in this movie, it's a lot more political. A lot more things happening. Um uh, but it's also what makes this movie more interesting. I think that the White Lotus Society, uh, which is supposedly based off of an actual <clears throat> uh, clan that uh, actually appeared uh, during that time in, in China, Chinese history, they you know were they actually feel very imposing in this film and uh, make whatever comparisons you want to history today with the with the xenophobia and and the nationalism and and uh, fear of, like, outside influences. Um, but I actually found that stuff really interesting. And then Donnie Yen's inclusion, or his 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 storyline into the movie, that's where I felt like I got lost the first time watching this again with mm. you. And watching it again, I'm like, okay, I think I understand it a little bit more. So um, can you clarify oh, the story oh no. for me then because damn it i was gonna yeah. do that to you i was gonna make you uh-huh. tell the story uh-huh. well, well uh okay sure um i'll start out a little bit <laughs> so we have our trio of characters we have jet Li uh reprising his role as wong fei hung we have uh afoon uh now cast um siu muck i th- mm-hmm. think 
Yep. And then uh, Anne 13 with Rosamund Kwan. They are traveling to the capital, I believe. And it is, uh, it's kind of like a fish out of water story at, uh, at first. They're not used to going there. They're not used to all these new little things happening there. Yep. And then uh, this is this is like where I get kind of confused as to what's why they went there. They went there because uh, they were attending some sort of medical conference, and they get uh, they get twisted up in the shenanigans of the <laughs> the White Lotus <laughs> Society Foundation uh-huh. clan cult, whatever they're doing, and they have to try and uh, I don't know. I, I can't I can't even I can't really recall. Like I just know they you know they have to try to fight their way out. Yeah, I only understood the element. Well, I mean, I understood the element of Wang Fei Hong coming to this area to teach in a seminar the efficacy of Eastern medicine versus the Western medicine, trying to like really explain that all. And I like I thought that scene was really interesting. And then afterwards, it's just them trying to escape the city and go back to home because it's just becoming a, a war zone because of the White Lotus Clan um, coming into conflict with the uh, with, with the the Westerners that are occupying the area. Yeah, the um, British occupied, I guess, uh, places. Yeah. Uh, what What do you call that? Um, uh, keep going. I, I can't. Yeah, remember. yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, so, yeah, um, but I mean, I feel like that. That embassy it, was that the British embassy? embassy? Uh, yeah, was, I guess okay, it would be okay, an embassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So that's there's that 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 plot, and then there's the Donnie Yen storyline, which is oh man, I feel like I have to read this Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, this, this is where I got a little confused, like mm-hmm. what his involvement was. I, I I feel like right. All all I know is that he has something to do with the Qing Dynasty. That's that's my understanding of it, which is like supposedly the last. Well, not supposedly. It is the last dynasty, you know, dynastic um, uh, empire, I guess, in China. Um, and he is obviously uh, a guard for them, or like one of the higher ups for them. And I don't really fully understand it. I think he also wants to get rid of the Westerners too, but I don't actually know how his relationship works with the White Lotus Clan. And this is the second time watching him. Like, I, I feel <laughs> like I'm missing something. I know that he has evil deeds that he wants to do in order to accomplish what he wants and make the Qing Dynasty last. But I felt like him sometimes just letting the White Lotus Clan let go. And it's like, I feel like he's teaming up with them, but not really. And again... Uh, this is just my me with very very basic missing under, understanding of Chinese history. But when you watch the movie, it kind of just falls into place. Like you don't right. question it, it as much. It almost seems like because he's a government <coughs> government official and they want the Qing Dynasty to last, he's turning a blind eye to what the White Lotus are doing. Yeah. In that they are trying to drive out the Westerners or anything Western related. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people are complaining about the Light Lotus, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, we'll do something about it." Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, you know, he goes, he goes and buggers off. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, the the story is fine. I, like, it is a little bit more complicated. It, it, there's a lot of moving pieces throughout the whole film. Um, but besides, like, my, my not understanding of the history behind some elements, 
I feel like when you watch a film, you don't really question as much. You just really want to see like where does the story take you next, and that's what's. I do think that's a strong point in this movie that the first movie doesn't really gets to as much. Although I, I do remember when we were watching it together, I did say that I preferred the first movie story more because it was actually simpler. The first movie's story is actually incredibly straightforward, even though it does feel like two movies meshed into one. This movie is a little bit more involved, but at the same time, I can I can see where you're coming from and think that the second movie has... It's like there's more drama, there's a lot more like um, uh, tension that happens. You know, That's not just uh, a straightforward action fodder for Jet Li to fight people. Uh, and then on that note, I was going to talk about the characters. There's actually not that many for the most part. Yay. For the most part. Yay, they listened to me. They Well, they didn't <laughs> consolidate. They did remove characters. Yes. Thankfully, it's just you know the main trio. Mm-hmm. And then there are obviously two bad guys, which I'm not crazy about. Mm. I think they should have went with one or the other mm. because... When you when he fights the White Lotus during that whole scene, I thought like, oh, this is where the movie really should end. Like that's where. It, oh, and okay. if, if you go back, if you go back, it's almost exactly at the hour thirty mark where that yeah. happens. So, just a personal preference, well, I understand. Well, know, aren't you glad this movie like. isn't two hours and fifteen minutes like the original <laughs> <Yeah>. movie? <laughs> it's almost uh, two hours. It al- gets close. Almost, yes. Almost. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm glad it does feel. I do feel the length of the movie sometimes, but. At least throughout, we get upgrades in terms of uh, in terms of almost everything. We, we we get consolidation of characters, maybe not consolidation. We truncate some of the characters because one, we're in foreign land. There's no reason for all of Wong Fei Hong's posse to be there. It's like, <laughs> like like oh, I'm going I'm going away. All right, everyone, come with me. Right, like right. Yeah, we don't sense. have uh, Jackie Chung's character from the last one. Yeah. We don't have that Butcher Wing character. Yeah, and yep. yeah, they just got rid of all. They got rid of the fat. No pun intended. <laughs> I see you had that just waiting in there. Yes, yes. Yeah, they did kind of mess up though because there are two characters with watches. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's there's like the doctor who translates him for uh, for him during the medical conference, and then there's another character who's meeting that doctor and they're like hey we both have watches <laughs> isn't this funny? uh well are we referring to the character played by david chang david chang is the one who gets uh yes. y- yeah i mean he's a shaw brothers veteran i was actually very happy to see him in this movie i'm sure by this time he was already getting on with this age so i was very upset that he doesn't do any martial arts in this movie he just wields his gun and and just looks at gently with awe throughout the whole <laughs> film um but yeah, like his character and then Sun Sun Chen Sun Wen, uh, yeah. who is played by doesn't say Tien here. Lin Zhang. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Zhang Tianlin. Yeah. Um, those two characters, I guess, are based off of real folks. So I guess that's why they didn't consolidate the two. Mm. Uh, again, same problem and or. Uh, well, it kind of sucks because you know you have two characters with watches. And then they have the same haircut, you know, shaved in the front, uh, yeah. ponytail Well, one's back, significantly all... older, right? So. I mean, I'm looking at overall, you know, imagery. So, I mean, Jet Li with a shaved hair, you know, shaved head, like, I can spot him. But then when you have two other characters yeah. who, who have that kind of same look, it mm-hmm. it gets confusing for me. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. Uh, but, you know, they're trying to also respect the the characters as well who are based off of real folks. So if they can try to include them just yeah, for the yeah, sake of including them, that's fine. Just give one of them a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wear a freaking hat, man. Come on. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I, I didn't have so much of trouble with that. I just thought, like, okay, I mean, I can understand if there's someone who understands the history a little bit better than I would or both of us do. They'd they'd want to see everyone's represented in these movies, but at the same time, uh, I mean, like, doesn't it feel like fan service? Just just remove characters. We don't need all all of them. Yep, I um, agree. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So what was I saying about the yeah the characters are consolid truncated, and I feel like the characterization of Jet Li's. Wang Fei Hong has been improved significantly from the first movie. In the first movie, he was uh, he was basically invulnerable hero, fights everybody, which he which he still is in this movie. But at least he has a little bit more drama. He has uh, and a little bit more internal conflict, not only with the the main adversary or main villain of the movie, villains of the movie, but he uh, has this conflict with Rosamund Kwan. Uh, 18 uh on 13 yeah on 13 yeah, yeah on 13 and uh, like that's actually much better done than the first movie that first was actually movie. my probably my favorite stuff in this movie oh yeah i love how quaint and innocent the love story is surprisingly mm. enough like you remember in the first movie when uh yun Bio's character is spying on an 13 and yep. that could have easily been a very pervy, you know, like, like almost like a porky scene where like he's like yep. looking through the peephole, you know, but it's just him like looking at her silhouette. But, it, you know, it, it's <laughs> kind of, it's, it's meant to be implied that he's a pervert, but not really. But it's it's portrayed in like the very, very, very simple and innocent kind of aspect. And I like how their blossoming love here is also similar where it's they don't they don't like go overboard with anything. It's just very quaint in how they handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the first movie, they didn't really go anywhere with it. They, they kind of address it uh, like, or hint at it rather here. They yeah, actually they, they go into it. around it. Yeah. 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 And like towards the end, she just basically says, you know, don't stop calling me auntie. It's creepy, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, like, like I'm a woman, <laughs> uh, which I actually do. Kind of like, I mean, she said it in a lot less blunt way, but uh, I do appreciate that the movie, like, it takes forward measures to actually establish their relationship, which I believe in the later films they actually do. Uh, like, like they evolve. flesh out more? Yeah, yeah. But I, it's been a while since I watched those movies. Uh, I think but these... we're going to watch them next week. Yeah. So stay yeah, tuned. <laughs> uh, well, one great thing about, um, the, oh, I mean, like, that's, the first two movies really stand out a lot in my head. Um, they actually have like have free real estate in my brain. Uh, the rest of the series, not so much. I'm, I really will have to watch them again. Um, but yeah, the one thing I remembered from this movie is that the action was really good. Um, hmm. After watching it again, <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that's entirely true. It's it's uh. Oh boy, it's it's not black and white. It's it's superior than the first movie in certain aspects, action wise, and then it's not as good. 
in other aspects. Uh, primarily quantity. There's a lot less action in this movie than the first movie, right? I mean, like, well, if we're just quantifying it, I'm not saying about yeah, anything I, about quality. I think so in <clears throat> terms of numbers of fights, maybe, but the last two fights when he fights the White Lotus clan, I don't even know if it's clan, when he fights the White Lotus and then when he fights Donnie Yen, like, those fights are broken up into multiple different parts. So the fight yeah. keeps on evolving. Yeah. We get story beats to move things along so it's not all fighting and then it changes again you know it changes into something new so it's not just becoming stale and repeating itself yeah that's true uh but then like we said before uh i mean okay the last two fights are the best but like we said before the earlier portions of the movie they're kind of just there's some fighting in the beginning and then there's a lot of story in the middle yeah there's there's like action moments that happen mm -hmm. but i wouldn't say there's any fight or, or not a lot of fighting there's um when the when the white lotus uh storm the embassy at night that one scene there's like there's action beats and there's a few moments of choreography but it's you know it's nothing we could really break down like he's like fighting off guys with spears and all the arrows are flying it's not like he's fighting too many people uh which which segment are you i'm thinking like when you think are we talking about the arrow scene because there's like a there's bunch multiple of, arrows yeah there's multiple scenes with arrows that's why i was like wait which scene are you referring to because <laughs> like you could be referencing like five scenes right there right well you know what you know what was funny i noticed uh <laughs> there was a deliberate choice to transition scenes with a flaming arrow mm. it happens three times Okay. All right. Yeah. You have to I'll me of that. cut to it now. Oh, okay. Watch us on YouTube. <laughs> <clears throat> plug, plug, plug right here. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. Um, hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There, you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. And then after that, the movie's over. <laughs> and yeah. Very abruptly. Yeah, very, very abruptly. That's it for the fighting and the movie. The movie, yes. As well, surprisingly, it ends a little <coughs> abruptly. It, it, it almost feels like because we've gone this long, that they're going to just drag it out a little more. We're going to wrap things yeah. up. We're going to have a more of an epilogue feel. But nope. And 13's on a boat to <laughs> Taiwan, I think. I think it's Hong Kong. Oh, it's Hong Kong. Okay. I okay. think. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. So she's on a boat and Jet Li's like, wait for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Jackie Chan's like, all right, let me sing Jackie the Chan. song. Oh, the, the Mandarin version is Jackie Chan. The Cantonese version is George Lamb. Mm. And if and if Mark was here, it'd be him because he loves that fucking song. <laughs> um, yeah, Once Upon a Time in China too. Not as good as I remember it to be. Not terrible, but not as good as I remember it to be. <laughs> uh, Zero, what are your thoughts on this movie? I liked it. I had fun with this. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, when we first watched it together, I I don't know, for some reason I wasn't digging it, but I think that's because we were kind of distracted 
by talking to each other and joking around and not fully paying attention. So I was kind of obviously getting lost because I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Upon the rewatch tonight, I enjoyed it a lot more. I appreciated it a lot more. And the fights didn't exactly hold up in my mind, but I did like, I did realize I liked one moment a lot better than I did from when I was younger, which initially spurred me to buy the DVD. Okay. So, whoa, okay. So that's, <laughs> is that your, your, your general take on the movie? Yeah, I like I liked it. I I recommend it. I do like it better than the first one. Mm. It's it's a little tricky with the fights because uh, I I don't know. Like the I think the first one gives you a lot more, and mm. then that latter right. fight is pretty big and bombastic, and it's it doesn't go as crazy with the physics as the right. cable fight here, which I'm which I kind of like, but I don't like it in this movie. Okay, that's a very fair thing to say. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I think you can watch the movie, and you can, you know, like just watch the movie. The fight, the the fights are good too. So just you know, just watch the whole thing. Right, right. I think you need. Okay, so my my recommendation would be along those lines, and be that you need to watch the movie, the fights with the movie, because the mo- the fights themselves they're pretty good. I don't even remember what I said for the last episode for Once Upon a Time in China 1, but I think the, the I think fights... think it's probably exactly the same thing. Probably? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, because uh, I think maybe on... After watching this, like, I feel like maybe the first movie you could watch just the fight scenes without the movie, and, but like, I don't no, know. No, you said, you said don't do that. I don't know. Well, I mean, after okay, so it becomes like a compare and contrast now. Like after watching this, it's like okay, that uh, movie okay. feels a lot more like you can watch a fight scene. This one, you have to watch the movie with the fight scenes. It feels like very contextual. Um, I don't know. Maybe in my opinion, the first movie is still you need to watch the fight scenes with the movie. Here, you definitely do watch fight scenes with the movie. Um, if you're gonna watch them out of context, maybe the fight between Donnie and Jet, the sparring match. Um, in the middle of the film maybe i would probably recommend the the fight in the temple with the vo- the white lotus clan because it's so fucking absurd <laughs> <laughs> i kind of like it on that aspect and you're right it doesn't fit with the movie because for the most part the fighting is pretty grounded for the most part yeah um and everything about that fight kind of goes out the window it's just cheesy um, the story's a lot more involved in this one than the first movie. I think it's a little bit more complicated, but a, l- a little bit more interesting. So take it for what it is. Um, overall, I, I like the characters a lot more in this movie. I think they're, they're better done. And you can actually see it's Jet Li doing his Jet Li thing. So uh, I think this movie is better. Not by a lot. I don't think it's better by... like It's like a... A clear winner. I think that this movie is just better by a hair. So I, yeah, I say go check it out. Go go watch the movie from beginning to end. Uh, so that's Once Upon a Time in China too, and that is as good as it gets because I'm sure it goes downhill from here. <laughs> I don't well, remember any movie after this. Well, we're gonna find out because we're gonna watch the third movie next week. So stay oh, tuned. Boy. All right. And then there's a bunch of Vincent Zhao movies. 
Are we doing yeah, those? I don't even know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs>